Time now for sports on 104.7 The Cave. Here's Ned Reynolds. Mike, the intern, Ned Reynolds, back in the studio. It's Thursday. We're chipping away at the work week, and I know we've talked a lot about the St. Louis Cardinals pitching staff. And until I think Flaherty went down with his injury, they were really kind of dangling by a thread with really Wayno and uh, Flaherty being the ones kind of holding it together. You don't know what you're going to get from Carlos Martinez. We've already established that. Now Jack's out to at least the all-star break. What the hell are they going to do? Well, it's a good question you bring up because most of the baseball experts quote pundits, end quotes, around the country. Not the Cardinals so much, but uh, most of the experts are saying the Cardinals do need to get some help. Now, got a win from Wainwright last night. Broke their streak, and that's fine. Does that solve their problems? Not hardly. They've got some really significant deficiencies in that pitching staff. If they're looking to the minor leagues, well, I'd, I'd, I'd hesitate terribly to be a preacher of doom, but there ain't any help in Memphis nor in Springfield. That's the thing that's scary help. about the future. I very, don't see anything down here. Nothing at all, and I've seen many of these games here in town, not the Memphis ones. Matt Liberatore, who is supposedly the, the new lefty's great star of the team, he's had a very poor year at Memphis, and right now he's with the U.S. Olympic team. Now, he's pitching well with them, but that ain't professional baseball. It is in some regards, I guess, but not fully. Anyway, they're talking about Max Scherzer be, making a trade for him. would be a tremendously expensive trade. Scherzer is in the walk year of his free agent contract. That means after this year, he is a free agent. Could the Cardinals sign him again? Scherzer's a St. Louis kid, Parkway Central, University of Missouri, 36 years old, three-time Cy Young Award winner, 36 years old. Yeah. There's the catch right there. Does he have any years left? Sure. But who knows? And when you're 36, you're also at that finite edge of being good and then not being good all of a sudden. Scherzer's a great star, fine star. St. Louis kid, and he might want to come back. He also has the option of negating any kind of trade. So that's still... And and Washington hasn't said they wanted to trade him. So we'll see what happens. John Gray from the Colorado Rockies. Gray, an All-American at Vanderbilt, really good player, but he also has elbow problems. Matthew Boyd from the Detroit Tigers is a possibility. The bottom line is this. Cardinals do need to bolster their pitching staff. Right now, they're in the race. They're not in first place, but they are in the race. But still, the overall level of play has been very inconsistent. Yeah, and it starts with that pitching staff, and that's the big thing. Unfortunately for our Missouri teams, there's only one Joe Boo, and we can only give him to one team. And (laughs) We needed to give them to the Springfield Cardinals. They needed Joe Boo's help big time, and it seems to be paying off. They have, for the second time this year, and think about that, they've already played, what, 35, 40 games? Can't believe that. For the second time this year, they have won consecutive games. The first time was in late May. They won back-to-back. Last night, they won back-to-back. They'd won the night before. Now, get this. Cardinals were leading 8-2 to in the ninth inning against the San Antonio Missions and won the game 8-7. to seven. Ooh. Says something about their bullpen, doesn't it? <laughs> we anyway, already talked about that, though. There's Therein lies the problem. But the, Car- the Springfield Cardinals did get a win, and they are playing better, and they now have double-digit wins. They're 10-21. and 21. And We talked about that yesterday when uh, – I don't even think we were talking on the air when we talked about it. It was the thing that scares me the most is that de- you don't really see the development coming up, and you, you need to be seeing studs. In your uh, farm teams and <laughs> show me the studs. <laughs> anyway, uh, let's talk about history. Today's a pretty big day in uh, sports history, isn't it? I was at KY3 when this story came over and I thought, am I reading this correctly? Did this actually happen? 
It, it did, June the 10th, 1977. That's 44 years ago. Veteran pro who still makes his way on the various senior golf tours. Al Geiberger, very fine player, not a great player as such, but certainly a fine player on the PGA Tour, became the first golfer ever in a PGA event to shoot under 60. He shot a 59 at the St. Jude Memphis Classic down in Memphis, Tennessee. 59, first player ever to do that. Well, it's kind of like the four-minute mile and some of the other barriers, the the high jump, the seven-foot high jump. Once somebody does it, and it's, hey. Now you know the goal. Psycho, psychological yeah. barrier. Yep. Since he's done that, since he shot a 59, 10 other golfers have done that since then. And Jim Furyk shot a 58 several years ago. He holds the record for the lowest. But the first one to do it under a 60 was Al Guyberger 44 years ago today. Man, what a game that guy had that day. Probably <laughs> never had it again, at least that, that we know of. But the Springbirds got back-to-back wins to the Redbirds. Finally break that streak. It was a six-game losing streak, and they broke it. And you know, Mike, I kind of thought they would, too, because Adam Wainwright was pitching, and the Indians, Cleveland Indians, hadn't seen Adam Wainwright at all. American League team, Mm -hmm. Wainwright's National League, that big old Uncle Charlie curveball coming in there, that can really bamboozle a lot of players who have never seen it before, and the Indians hadn't. You can review all that on paper, but until you see it coming in and you're not ready for it, it can make a big difference. Indians did score two runs in the first inning last night, uh, and that's typical Wainwright. He got off to a very slow start, but after that, Cardinals countered that with four runs in their first inning and never looked back. And uh, do get an 8-2 to two win over the Indians. Really good pitching by Wainwright. He uh, allowed, oh, I think six strikeouts and uh, just a few scattered hits here and there. The key is that Wainwright and the two relievers who came in after him did not walk anybody. Thank you. Cardinals are the National League leader in the dubious category of giving up walks. And they didn't walk anybody. Bottom line is an 8-2 to two win. Broke the six-game losing streak. Take today off. Now get set for a little trip to Wrigleyville. That'll be fun. Mm, and that one's a big one because they need to gain some ground on the Cubbies big time. So hopefully uh, last night and the day off we'll get them what they need to get some dubs. Um, it is just, I think anytime the Kansas City Royals look at their plane ticket and see that they're going west, they got to just go, oh my <laughs> God, are you kidding me again? And that's just kind of what happened yesterday, isn't it? It is. They played the Angels and they lose again, this time 6-1. to one. Kansas City's in a power slump all of a sudden. Can't seem to get those big runs and the big hits against an Angels team that really isn't all that good. So indeed, now the Kansas City Ball Club has struggled, tried to get well on the West Coast. They're going to Oakland to play the A's now for the number of probably scattered days that the A's are in Oakland. I really feel like they're going to move during the offseason. They already have Major League Baseball's permission to do so. But the fact remains that they're still in Oakland now. And that's who the Royals will play. But Kansas City, having struggled now two games under the 500 mark, need to get their batting order back in gear again and get some of these guys out of a slump. I agree with you 110%. Now, basketball, how's the uh, NBA playoffs going? So far in the West, they had one game last night, the Phoenix Suns and the Denver Nuggets. The Denver Nuggets have the MVP of the NBA, Nikola Jokic. He is a fine player, and he did have 24 points last night for Denver. But the Phoenix Suns are really, really good. 
Devin Booker has played great, and 36-year-old Chris Paul is playing super basketball. Phoenix wins the game 123-98. to Chris Paul, folks, for those of you who probably aren't familiar with the name, is part of those State Farm commercials. He's not Jake from State Farm, but he's the one who Jake from State Farm is selling to with the kids there and all that sort of thing. And Chris does a pretty good job. He's a Wake Forest guy. Been around for years and years and years. He had uh, 17 points and 15 assists last night, and he's been the perfect catalyst for that Phoenix team. They were down many, many years. They're not now. They're pretty doggone good. They really do, but they're playing team ball. That, and there's and that's, the team and right that's, there. And that's why they're winning. Hopefully they can do that because uh, if, if on down the line they got to play Brooklyn, the, the, you've got a team game versus an <laughs> ISO game. And we'll see who wins in the NBA, sir. You have a good Thursday. I'll see you tomorrow.